Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast back again for another gem. John Lester, how are you today, my friend, on the East Coast? Ryan, good. How are you? It's good to hear that, you've, that your brain is out of the gutter for this session. Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, you've been a big help with that. But I'll tell you this. You talk about small adjustments leading to major impacts. Yesterday for lunch, I had a turkey sandwich. I slapped on two pieces of thick-cut bacon. My God, the impact that had on the taste, the delicious meter went through the roof. I may never go, in, go back to another plain turkey sandwich again. I'm telling you, small adjustments, John. There is absolutely nothing. This is, this is actually, and we'll have to get the statistic on this, but this is scientifically verified. There is nothing that doesn't taste better with bacon on it. I'm telling you, it is so simple yet so effective. God bless the, the pig. And, and, you know, that's interesting. So I'm going to let you kick this off, but it is interesting because we, we tend to approach simple problems with a complex mindset. We tend to approach complex problems with a simple mindset. So let's talk about the simple mindset and the complex problem that brought us together. I'd love to. And it's funny because you and I were so forward driven. I mean, we're always moving forward and always innovating, thinking and on to the next project. We never really get a, a chance to sit back and reflect. I know we're working on some case studies, so we, we were forced to do it. But yeah, it would be great to talk about you know, how we met, our experience there, how we, we really aligned ourselves and decided, hey, let's take this awesome result from the first project we worked on and take it to the masses and, and really make a business out of this and, and create a movement called One Broken Cog. Definitely. Let's go. Well, we met John. It wasn't too, too terribly long ago. I think it was, what, a couple of years ago? A couple of years ago, yeah. A couple of years. My God, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it also seems like an eternity, right? <laughs> but, yeah, for uh, sure. We, yeah, we met on a project. It was interesting. It's, uh, you always wonder when they bring in multiple people, is it because they want to see who the best person is or they just want to attack it from all angles? You know, I, I, that's always in the back of my mind. But I remember you, know, you and I met on an initial conference call. We were introduced as being the problem solvers for this specific issue they were going through. And we kind of clicked immediately. I remember, from my perspective, sharing some ideas and you just kind of brainstorming on a call. I remember you and I connected offline after that, and you, you were impressed with it. I was impressed with you as well. And from then on, I mean, we became kind of kindred spirits. We had a completely – sometimes we had different perspectives, but we always centered it and came up with a solution that we both agreed on because obviously you compliment me in areas that I don't have expertise in and vice versa. Uh, what are your memories of that, that first initial meeting and our ongoing interactions throughout our tenure at this, uh, this project here? Well, it's, it's interesting. I'm going to come, come about this a, a, a little bit differently. And that's, that's kind of why I started the way I started. We were brought in uh, because the business owner had a uh, sales issue. And it doesn't really matter if, if he wasn't generating enough sales or if he thought he needed to generate more sales. It doesn't really matter because in one sense, it's, it's both the same. In either case, you're falling short of the expectation you'd like to achieve. And his perspective was, well, I'll, I'll bring high-powered salespeople in. And, and you and I, uh, apparently both separately in our own ways, decided this, this would be an interesting situation to take a look at it because both of us, and this is what makes, I think, us different. One of the things that makes us different 
is just like in, in music, just like in sports, in business, you have the situation and then you have the space in between the situation or the moments and the space in between the moment. Or in music, it's the notes and the space in between the notes. And what do you do with that? And, and first of all, the recognition that those spaces exist and the fact that you can actually find solutions in the spaces is, is one of the things I think that sets us apart. So we started listening to, okay, here's what he thought the problem was. That was kind of interesting. But then separately, we both identified different spaces, wound up talking to each other. And I was talking to you about spaces where I thought needed needed improvement or cogs that I thought were broken. And you started talking about spaces that could be filled, spaces that needed an improvement or cogs that could be could be fixed. And we just, it was really an interesting dynamic because I saw it from one perspective, you saw it from another perspective. But in both cases, we understood that what was going on was not the solution to the problem. You know, and I, it's absolutely correct. And I think what really impressed me about yourself, and, uh, and I know you were impressed by me as well with this, with this attitude, it was we were so results-driven that, you know, in a lot of other situations, especially in the sales world and all of business, but specifically sales, people are always looking to outshine somebody else's. They want to take credit for the idea. They always want to have that golden idea. It's me. It was me. I'm the best one. I want to outshine whoever else it wasn't, but you and I didn't care about that. We didn't care about who gets the credit or we didn't care about who came up with what it was. Let's pool our talents and really figure this thing out and together fix it. We were driven by success for this business. And I remember it was somewhat of a divide and conquer situation. I remember really gaining trust of, of the sales staff. And then later on others in the business, you know, the SDR team and the marketing team, and I would really dig in and really figure out their perspective. You know, what is it that's really, what's their biggest challenge today? And really doing that intel work, that discovery. And I know you did it as well. And then we kind of came together and, you know, came up with a solution. And, and in the beginning, you know, it's funny. We always talk about the quote that change only happens when the pain is greater than the fear of change itself. And it's, it's amazing how certain business owners are so married to the thought that it must be this problem and this problem alone, but they don't want to peel the onion and figure out what is contributing to that problem. And there could be other problems because of that problem and other problems that are contributing to that problem. And sometimes when you hit a raw nerve and they really do get defensive and they don't want to hear it. Uh, but of course we, we know there's many phases that so there's denial, anger, acceptance, and, and, and so on and so forth. But I believe John that uh, you and I coming together was, was meant to be, it was something where, you know, you coming from the East Coast, you come from, and I'm, you, you can speak to this, uh, a very large account acquisition background in finance and insurance. You know, I had come from the internet advertising marketing. You know, I just come from the ad tech space, right? So it was completely different, but we both are rooted in process and methodology. We're both students of the game. We're constantly studying and, you know, looking at improving and, you know, refining our craft. I think we both respected that about each other. We both loved learning from each other along the way. Yeah, it's, the the background is different from the perspective of, as as you mentioned properly, I mean, and there is a huge difference in selling East Coast and selling West Coast and managing East Coast and managing West Coast. Um, whether people want to believe that or not, unless they've done it, you're not going to understand how different it is. And actually, quite frankly, there's a huge difference between Northern California selling and Southern California selling because the Northern California selling around the San Francisco area is actually more aligned to the New York selling and to the Chicago selling. So it is, it is kind of fascinating. Um, but what, what becomes really interesting is, you know, that people are still people. 
their styles and their mannerisms might be different and the way you build trust with them might be different. But at the end of the day, real selling, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking about uh, online selling, things of that nature, but when you're selling large tickets or you're selling complex situations or complex solutions, it is a person selling person business. And it is a gaining trust business. And that's going to occur, I don't care if you're in the Midwest, the South, it's just that the way you do it, whether you're doing lunches or whether you're doing breakfast or whether you're doing handwritten notes or whether you're doing, I go to the same church as you do, none of that's really important. You have to understand that from a regional perspective. But at the end of the day, it's understanding people's motivations and people's true selves. And that was what was so fascinating about, about that situation where we met because, and, and this speaks to many of the things we talk about and many of the things we deal with on a daily basis. There's never only one problem. There's never only one problem. There's always many cogs that are broken. And, and in this case, what was fascinating was there was a bit of disillusion uh, or, 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 yeah, disillusion uh, that this person thought that the product or the service that they had was so earth shattering that it would sell itself. Generally doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, but generally doesn't happen. Um, they thought that the problem was just selling more without looking at what they were trying to sell, whether or not it would work or not, whether or not it was appropriate for the market, whether or not they understood their buyers. And this is, you know, Brian, this is so often we run into this where somebody who starts a business has a good idea, sells a limited number, and then thinks that they can scale that pretty much indefinitely. And just because you can find three people or five people or 10 people who want what it is that you have to sell doesn't mean that you can scale that exact same business to a mass audience. It's, it's like the two little girls on the street corner the other day that, you know, wanted to do something and they asked their mommy if they could set up a lemonade stand, which I, I love when kids do that. I, I just think it's one of the sweetest things. It's so American to me. And they set up a little, little lemonade stand. They charge, you know, whatever it was, a buck for a glass of lemonade. And, and, you know, will they sell a few glasses of lemonade? Yeah. But if, if they then turn around and say, we want to sell a thousand glasses of lemonade with the same business model, is it going to work? No. But the, the biggest issue that came up um, was that this individual believed that he understood the significance of culture, which we talk about, which is very, very important, and that's fine, but he, he translated the notion of culture and what was important to something that was completely misaligned with the original intent of increasing business. Right. And, and that was kind of where most of our conversations went. And, and then, then, as you just rightfully said, he was so married to his ideas that he couldn't, and this is, again, one of the tenets we talk about and we look at and find all the time, he couldn't really believe that he could be the problem. That's right. The priorities were completely out of order, and he, he did. He put culture number one and was so fixated on culture, and he figured that everything else would automatically change because of that culture. And I think you're right. He took his sales team for granted. I, I think that he, he felt that anybody could come in here and sit in a desk and this thing would magically automatically close based off the SDR work, based off the marketing, based off the solution itself. That it was so earth shattering that it would, it would just be an order taking position. And that wasn't the case. And I remember when we came in, he had hired a, a quote unquote sales training expert. And this person was, was with them. I think it was once or twice a week and nothing changed. The needle was not moving. And the interesting part about this, John, we've read so many stats about turnover and why people leave and why people are not achieving their goals and so on. 
And these people that we talked to, they were desperate for change. They really loved the solution. They loved the owner of the business. They loved the culture and they just weren't getting what they needed. And there was a the severe misalignment in many areas. And we, we uncovered this. They wanted it badly and they just weren't properly set up to achieve it. And they were being held accountable for something they weren't responsible for. And it was very, very interesting, John. We, we kind of identified this right away. And it, it was amazing how somebody couldn't see the trees from the forest where there's a complete disconnect from the top down. And this was something where this person, we'd be on meetings all, I mean, you remember this, we would meet every day, for, you know, multiple times a day. You figure there's a lot of communication here. How can somebody miss this? How, how you know, the perception is completely off. And I guess, of course, that's why we were there to begin with. But it was it was an eye-opening situation. But you and I have found this is not an isolated incident. This has happened before we met. This is happening now as we start One Broken Cog. It's something that's happening uh, all over. And it's something that you and I are, are taking ownership of and going out there and really championing the cause and helping companies align themselves, make those small adjustments, making those big impacts, but also making people really reflect and say, hey, listen, I need to own this. I need to admit that I am could be potentially part of the problem, and now it's time to change. It's time to fix things. Yeah, and then I then I remember we we, we both separately decided that um, okay we were done with with that. I mean we did what we could do. Um, I think I think I left a little. I think I stopped the relationship earlier than you did by a little bit, and we continued talking. Um, we both went on to to other assignments, and then more recently, within the past year or so. We decided, um, you know what? It, it's crazy. We keep running into not the same problems, but this, but this same notion that you really have to have alignment in the business. That you really have to be honest enough, open enough, and insightful enough to understand you do have broken cogs. And it's not that it's not that it makes you a bad person. That's that's not the case at all. The reality is we could all improve. And you talk about this a lot. when you when you're talking about sports teams um i don't think there's a single high-end player i don't care which sport whether it's the national hockey league whether it's the nba whether it's mlb um nfl it doesn't matter every single one of these folks as good as they are and they are the best they're the one in a million people still have coaches coaches that that come with them and work with them from the beginning of the season through the season to the postseason so I, the 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 issue that you and I identified, and I think we we verbalized it finally one day, was wait a second, why don't we become those coaches for these business owners? The, it, the job isn't getting done, and we're not going to say whose fault it is or whose problem it is, even though we think we have some inclination of that, because every single one of these is different. But they need assistance. They need somebody looking at them and at their business, not just their business, from a different perspective. To be able to say to them, hey, maybe maybe you you haven't thought about this, all right? And I could get into all sorts of analogies about motorcycle racing and and things of that nature about how you focus and how you also have to retain your peripheral vision at the same time that you're focusing, how a pitcher has to be doing that too on the mound. The pitcher has to be looking at the batter, but the pitcher's got to be aware of everything else going on on the field, all right, uh, base steals, et cetera. And so that's that's what we are bringing to the market is this Hey, if you're willing to admit that you're part of the problem, if you want to achieve larger and better goals, basically around aligning your organization towards improving and increasing the consistency and the rate of your revenue stream, we're going to be able to help you do that because that's what we know better than probably most people. 
Absolutely, John. And you know, you and I have sat down with business owners, and it's always the same. They they got into business to solve a problem, right? They got into a business to manufacture widgets, or you know, create an amazing app, or to cure cancer, whatever that may be. Uh, and that's what they're passionate about doing. And they try to set up a structure underneath of them to outsource all of those other things to supposedly the experts, a lot of times, how do they hire those experts? How do they keep those experts accountable? It's very tough. It's, it's a very difficult situation to be in. And what's so unique about our relationship is basically when we parted ways from that project and we went to other projects, we would call each other. I mean, I would be on certain projects and you would be on projects and we would call each other for ideas to run ideas. Essentially, you were my coach. And that's how it is today. What's so unique about us, there's a lot of people that, hey, I am the expert. Well, guess what? We John and Brian, one broken cog, we are the experts. Whereas you hold me accountable, I hold you accountable. It's rare you're going to find a team that's so varied, yet so completely aligned in our approach and our skill set and our experience and tenure. So you're right, John. These business owners, it's either they don't know they have a problem, but there, there is a leak somewhere and they're feeling it, but they don't know what it is or how to identify it. Or they do know they have, have, have a problem and they don't know what to do about it. They don't know where to turn, and they don't know how to identify which cog is broken, how many there are. We talk about one broken cog. Businesses would be so lucky as to only have one broken cog, and you know I think the stats prove that. But uh, it's been a great journey, John. We, you and I have, uh, we've, been, we've had some great successes. We've learned a lot. We're going to continue to do so. I think uh, there's a lot of greenfield opportunities out there. I'm very excited to, for people to join the One Broken Cog Revolution you know, join the army. We are here to align businesses, to make those small adjustments. A lot of times, like you say, John, you don't have to overhaul the entire operation. It's those little adjustments that is going to make all the difference in the world. And you are definitely going to benefit from it. I'm excited. I know you're excited, John. It's time to go out there and take this thing to the masses and make it rain. Yeah. And Brian, there's, there's, uh, there's three ways you can learn your lessons in life. Okay. It's really kind of fascinating. And, and so we're we're going to look we're going to look for and embrace and work with only one of these these individuals or one of these types of business owners. You can learn it through your own, and if you are, that's fine. And there are a lot of people that are. I look at an Elon Musk, or I look at some of these these other business leaders. They're learning it on their own. They're figuring out how to figure it out. Okay, and and more power to them. God bless them. They're, you can learn from your competitor, but the cost of that learning is pretty damn expensive. All right. Or you can learn with the assistance of a coach. So we're, we're here to help those folks that understand that they want to get there, that they could use somebody on their side, they could use some, somebody in their corner to help them with that, and those are the folks we want to help. So we welcome it, folks. Absolutely. And, and you know, like you said, John, this, sometimes it's not an event, it's a process. You know, this is ongoing. It's, uh, you know, in, in life and in business, you're either growing or you're dying. So you always have to be moving forward. You always have to be evolving and learning and growing. And, you know, with us, we do offer that ongoing support, the ongoing training, the ongoing coaching, which people so desperately need. Hey, I know I need it. I know we all need it, right? It's, it's, it's an essential part of growth as a human being and as a business. With that, let's go find some clients, Brian. It's time, John. Let's go do it. I think we'll have a meeting here in the next uh, 10 minutes. Let's go get this thing done. Later. All right, John. Thank you, sir. It was great spending time with you today. Maybe you liked what you heard. Maybe we sparked some controversy. Maybe we got you excited, but hopefully we got you thinking. Hey, we want to hear from you. If the topic resonated with you, if you have a comment, or if you have an issue you're serious about fixing, reach out to us today. Hey, Brian, how can they get in touch with us? Great question, John. Best ways, email. Email us at 
results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we're going to help you make small adjustments that's going to lead to major impacts in your business and your revenue.